Do you feel stuck living the life that someone else planned for you? Are you ready to dive deep and discover the life you dream of living? I've helped many others create the life of their dreams and step into it, and I can help you too. Schedule a discovery session with me through my website, beautifullyconfidentpodcast.com to begin your dream life. Have you ever doubted your own self-confidence? Hmm. Being over 50, I'm not sure I can count all the times I have. Going through a divorce, questioning if I chose the right career after already devoting 10 years of my life to it, and then dating as a single mom. I'm not as young, maybe I don't look as pretty. The questions just keep coming. Whether it's self-doubt on our life choices or our surroundings or our appearance, it creeps in. Join us here as we share tips and stories of how to grow your own confidence inside and out with experts who have also experienced the highs and lows of self-confidence. I'm your host, Kelly Buckley, and this is the Beautifully Confident Podcast. Hi, and welcome to the Beautifully Confident Podcast. I'm so excited to have my guest, Trina Chabot, here. So she is the happiness quarterback. So you're going to get to hear a little bit about her story and how she navigated through some turning points in her life. And I'm excited to hear from her. So let me give you a little introduction and then she's going to share her story from her heart. Trina Chabot did what she thought she was supposed to do in life, but it didn't feel the way it was supposed to feel. A career, kids, house, and spouse were not enough to make her happy. In her darkest hours, she decided not to end her life, even though she felt stuck and empty. Oh my goodness, Trina. I can I can definitely feel that in my heart. Because <laughs> yes, how many times do we all do what what we're what we think we're meant to do? So welcome. Thank you so much, Kelly. Yeah, it's been quite a journey. And I think related to the stuckness is just a growth journey. So I love that you're doing this podcast to help women find their confidence. And I believe that that will come through growth, but also some other things that I wanted to share today. Absolutely. And um, yes, so I didn't want to share too much of your story because I want you to share it. And I do, I feel like a lot of women are, go through so many turning points in life and maybe don't even quite realize it or know where to find the confidence to move past wherever they are to the next step. So share away, Trina. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So going back to my intro there and when I was in my darkest hour, um, you know, I was lying on the bed in the basement bedroom, little yellow bedroom, and um, thinking about the people that I would leave behind if I killed myself. And my thoughts turned to my children. They were 11 and 14 at the time. And, and I said, uh, they're strong. They're going to be okay eventually. And then I, like a slap in the face, I just said, no, they're not going to be okay. How could they ever be okay? But I was stuck and I didn't know what to do. And I thought I didn't have a choice. And so at that time, I was teaching community college. I was doing all the things, raising the kids. And teenagers can be like not very fulfilling for us. (laughs) They're they're getting on to their own lives. And and we're feeling a little bit of emptiness from that. But I found out that it wasn't their job to fill me up. I had to fill myself up too. So so just in talking to other people, I realized I did have a choice. I could choose to stay in that and not be happy. Or I could choose to have a divorce and go through that. 
I didn't know at the time there was another choice, which was to become happy with myself instead of thinking my happiness came from everyone else. But I didn't know that at the time. And I went through a divorce. So after the divorce, I got into another relationship and um, that was going great. And I really liked this guy. He's my husband now for the last 10 years. (laughs) But I saw that that relationship was kind of going in the wrong direction too. And I realized that it wasn't him because he was great in a lot of ways, but I was the common denominator in my problems. So then I started working on myself and I didn't know at that time that it was going to be a happiness journey, but it really was. So like between 10 years into my career teaching community college and 15 years, I was going through those very personal changes, but then really came out into being a a fun teacher, not worrying so much about what people thought of me, but just doing what I thought was great for the students. And so my self-confidence was soaring. And I actually won the teaching award of excellence in 2015, you know, out of 1200 other or 1500 other instructors. So that was really big for me. But then something was nudging at me. You're supposed to be doing something else. You have a life purpose. This isn't it. And so through my personal work, like my personal growth, I realized that my purpose in life is something related to what I'm already doing. So the teaching and that, and my kids were also graduating from high school. So it was time that I could do something different. So I wanted to move out of that job, have more flexibility to work from anywhere, you know, live in the dream, do what I want to do when I want to do it. And so I just kind of took that same job, which was teaching HR, teaching management skills and moved into corporate training. And so Mm -hmm. I had my own company and everyone at my old job was rooting for me. They are like, oh, I'm so jealous. You're going to do so well. But about two months into it, and this was like after my last paycheck came and after I didn't have any more health benefits or anything, I'm sitting in my home office all by myself and I'm thinking like, what have I done? What on earth have I done? I had a great job. I had like a pension and all these things. And I just walked away from it. Oh my goodness. Cause the phone wasn't ringing off the hook and I thought it was going to be right. So, so it wasn't confidence at that point, but it was this thing and the, the thinking distortions I had at that time, ridiculous. Like Trina, you're never going to be successful at this. Oh my God, you've ruined your life. Things like that. And there's actually a sheet of thinking distortions, like 10 or 12 thinking distortions. I had all of them. My mind was racing and it was not good. Hmm. So, but, so I had to pull myself out of that and realize that, you know, this is just your mind playing tricks on you. This like, you can get out of this. But at the same time, my husband was saying to me, like, you know, you've got to make money somewhere. You can't just be working on your business. And you know, it takes three years to make a business work, whatever. You're not going to make money right away. So he says, you've got to take some contracts on the side. So I allowed myself to get distracted and go into course development for university and different things, because that was my area of expertise that I could make money at. And so I kind of left my business and didn't work on it as much and went back to doing this. So looking back, I maybe wouldn't have done as much of that contract work to pay the bills instead of working on my new thing. Hmm. So, so it started to work though. And I was getting um, clients and I was doing workshops and then the thing hit in 2020 (laughs) and I lost everything that was on the calendar. And Uh so then it's like, 
what am I going to do now? So just when I was starting to get confident that people are hiring me, this is working, I lost it all, except then it went online. And I did have a client that was online with me. And uh, what I found was I wasn't loving it. So, okay, this isn't my purpose. Making supervisors better people is not my purpose. (laughs) So because I didn't want to sell the program, I was having I was stuck. But it wasn't a lack of confidence. I just couldn't move forward for some reason. And in really reflecting on that and and thinking about what's going on, I said, I don't want the clients. I don't want to be doing this work. So I can't pick up the phone, not for lack of confidence, but because I don't want to fulfill my obligation after I make the sale. So that's like, okay, what then if this isn't my thing, then what is it? So I was selling a natural health product at the time. And I thought, okay, I'm going to do healthy aging and, you know, do this whole thing. And then, you know, the product is on the back end kind of things, kind of thing. So I started doing that and I came up against roadblocks there too, because I found that a lot of the reports on healthy aging were kind of scientific. And I've already said my background is HR and management. It's not science. So it's like, oh, I don't really have the knowledge and I'm not going back to school at, you know, I just turned 50. I'm not going back to school at my age to get a science degree just so I can sell a health product. Like, come on. Yeah. (laughs) And also like, I'm not the healthiest person. I mean, I try to take care of myself, but I like to go out and have fun and maybe, you know, cheat on my diet and stuff too. So not really a role model necessarily in some ways. So that wasn't it either. So it's like, I'm trying to push forward, but it's like, it's not lining up. So then I spoke to a coach just in one of those little sessions where they give you like a free hour or whatever. Yeah. She says to me, um, so like, what is your why? Why do you get out of bed in the morning? And I'm like, I don't know, like the dog has to pee. I'm not really sure why I'm getting out of bed. (laughs) Like, I don't feel I have a purpose. And, And she says, well, what is the biggest thing that impacted you in your life? And I said, well, it was definitely my divorce and how I was so unhappy and thinking that happiness came from all those things. But then all the work that I've done on myself over the years to be happy and being happy with myself, right? Having inner peace, some spirituality, growing as a person, um, mindset, emotions, all of those kinds of things are, excuse me, are so important to us in our journey and whatever we're going to be doing. So I, and at the same time, I was taking some coaching training and there was a module called happiness coach. So I'm like, okay, this is what it is. And it just, it felt like ding, 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 you're leveling up because we have a winner. You passed your test. So, so I'm like, okay, this is what it is. This feels right. And I'm going to move forward with this. And so that was great. So I'm a happiness coach and I'm going to have this program and I'm a teacher by heart. So I want to have a zoom classroom. I've got all these ideas for what I'm going to do. So then I I'm in a mastermind talking about with other women who are building their businesses, talking about how to move forward. And cause I'm stuck again, it's like, get on Facebook, go live and just talk about what you do. And so I'm struggling. It's like, I went to school to learn HR. So I was very Uh, confident in my knowledge there. Right. And I had that experience 18 years as a teacher, very confident in giving lessons. But now I'm trying to do something else that I'm more interested in. 
And I don't have that education background. I, I have life experience, but I don't have the teaching experience, right? Or consultant or coaching experience mm-hmm. part of it. So, so it's just like, how do I move forward? And, and they're like, oh, it's just imposter syndrome. Like you, you can get over it. It's just your brain fighting it. And I'm like, like, it doesn't feel like imposter syndrome. It feels like it's something else. So, so it was over a few months, like just go live or go talk on podcasts or, you know, just teach some workshops. And I'm just like, oh, I can't move forward. I can't move forward. I don't know what it is. And one day I woke up and I said, I'm just going to run the program. Just going to get some people in it and just do it and see what it is because I didn't know what to say about it. Hmm. Because when I was teaching, it's just like, here's the chapter, here's all the theories, just explain them to the students. It was always someone else's information. Sure. And then interestingly enough, I kind of got into like listening to angel card kind of guidance and things like that. So one day I pulled a card and it's like, you don't have something to the effect that you don't have to create anything, just use other people's material. So I'm like, okay, that's what I've been doing in my life is using chapters, using hmm. theories to explain things to people and then adding my own you know, thoughts and experiences as well. But that was the foundation of it. So I said, I'm going to run this program and I'm going to make this program more science-based kind of thing. So not just like what I thought and what worked for me, but I'm going to back it with some theory, back it with some stuff from positive psychology or other places where they study like psychological needs and different things. Yeah. So in September, I just rolled it out. I was able to get seven people to trust me enough to get into my program. And we did 12 weeks together and it was great. I, I did it. (laughs) Congratulations. (laughs) I was able to create 12 weeks of useful content and really hone in on what happiness actually is like what kinds of things you have to resolve inside of you and create inside of you and what kinds of things you should be pursuing that are going to be fulfilling for you because we know the career kids house spouse those things don't fill us up yeah but there are certain things that are proven to fill us up more than that you know like kindness and gratitude and those kinds of things that um, we do inside of us instead of outside so moving from that outer game as I say to playing the inner game instead so so that was great and then once I did that I, even after a few weeks of running that program, I'm like, okay, I can do this. I'm getting good feedback. It's working. And then at the same time, I was trying to brand myself and it's just like, oh, like I can't call myself the world's greatest something. Like I don't have, (laughs) I don't have that much confidence. Like I have a little bit of confidence, (laughs) but then I was just searching for like happiness facilitator, happiness mentor, happiness teacher. And then one day I just said, happiness quarterback. I don't know if we had just watched football or what it was, but <laughs> I'm just like, I can be the happiness quarterback and I can just pass people some information that's going to help them, right? Yeah. Help them write their playbook in life and, and talk about the four plays for winning at happiness, which is what my signature talk is. So I think that just little moves slowly, but when I came up to a roadblock where I was stuck, I had to recognize that I wasn't ready for whatever that was. Like, look at me now. I'm on a podcast six months later. And I couldn't have done that before because I didn't know what to say about my program. So my confidence came from just running that program, making sure that 
it was not just me, but it was like other people are saying that this is the thing to do too. Yeah. <laughs> right? I'm picking this stuff up. And that's where I think my confidence came from. So, and then just when I, when I said happiness quarterback, that just aligned with me, right? Because I'm a jock. I like sports. So that fits for me. And people will know when something fits because they'll be able to move forward with it. Yeah. So just trial and error, right? If you look at those different businesses that I tried, I think people just have to just move in, in a direction, just get going. And then they'll figure out what works for them and they'll eventually land on it and it will feel right. And, you know, and then just a little bit of experience, even something like making a zoom recording and watching it and watching myself and just saying Trina I'm so proud of you look at you that lesson is great you told a story about yourself that's going to help someone right so that positive inner talk too is really helpful yeah so getting Trina, over those those emotions and yeah. creating that talk yeah so hopefully that's like some things that are not obvious to people yeah. Thank you for sharing all of that. Are you tired of draining your ad spend budget and still not landing in front of your ideal clients? Did you know the amount of podcasts have more than tripled in the past three years? And podcast advertising is helping more people get in front of their ideal customers. Visit my website, beautifullyconfidentpodcast.com to schedule a quick chat with me to see if your business qualifies to advertise on our show. You know what? Our stories are so similar. You know, we did the things that, you know, like you grow up, these are the things you do. As females, these are the things you do. And then kind of that that point of not really as happy as I thought I should be. So then I start to think how many other women are in that situation. And that's on my heart to encourage people. And so I love what you said, like you kind of, you doubted and just kept deep diving into your own self to figure out why am I doubting this? Why does this not feel right? So I love to hear women follow their intuition to realize this doesn't feel right for a reason. And then what your next steps are. But I I picked out a couple of things that you said that I think will give other women hope. And I hope this doesn't offend. But can I ask you, what age were you when you said that you like you realized this isn't my purpose and I need I need the next thing? Because I think that's important for women to hear. Okay, so that would have only been two years ago. Well, so four and a half years ago, so I'm 50. So about age 45 for me. Yeah. And then it's funny because statistically, 40 year olds are the most unhappy. Statistically, like age 48, age 49. So that would make sense that I was going through that at that age. Yeah. So we do as human beings, we are living this human experience. We have a lot of things in common like this, but we think we're alone and there's something wrong with us. I know. And so I love that you, you did reach out to a coach because I do think we're, we're around the same age. I'm a little older than you. Um, (laughs) I don't know about you, but like in my twenties, I never really heard the word coach. Like what we heard was more like 
counselor, therapist, which means there's something wrong with you. Mm -hmm. So I don't know that we always reached out for help, not realizing that it's okay to reach out for help and ask for that, that next step of who can help guide you. So I love that. And can you, um, cause you mentioned a coach that you connected with, and I thought that was really powerful that you talked about that coach led you to, um, what was the biggest impact in your life? So kind of how did that feel or what did that look like that you, you had to figure out what was the biggest impact and then what did you do with that? Well, I guess because I had done some work on life purpose, I knew that everything that happens to you, good or bad, is sending you in a direction. Mm-hmm. And so I thought I knew what the direction was, and but I was looking, I guess, more career-wise versus oh. like my whole life. Right. So, so I was thinking my biggest lesson was you're a successful teacher. You won an award. You need to keep doing this. And just like, what can I make a business out of that? I don't have to go back to school. So still thinking school and career are my only options Yeah. and not knowing at that time, I had no idea what was going on at that time with coaches. Like Mm -hmm. you said, I didn't know about coaches. So I leave and we're so busy in our regular jobs. We don't have time. Like all I cared about was my classroom, marking my papers and, and like keeping up with HR things. There's a whole world going on. (laughs) Out here. (laughs) Like there's coaching, there's like all kinds of things, like all kinds of sales. Like I know that's for you, right? Like all of these things going on not even in my scope of awareness. So that knowing that women are doing all these amazing things and there's so many mentors out there who can model for us how to do something kind of out of the ordinary, that put together with what is the biggest thing that ever happened to you? It's like, well, my happiness and how I was so unhappy. But I'll also say at that time, thinking about going on antidepressants, but thinking like parts of my life are good. Like I'm happy at work and that's, so it can't be like I'm depressed clinically. There's gotta be something else to it, but still not knowing what to do. So thinking divorce was the only answer. So that lesson, and then just that combined with all the things that are going on in the world that are outside of that nine to five job where you're working for someone else, that just, the puzzle pieces just fit together. Wow. That's, that's amazing, Trina. I mean, that's a lot of self-work to do and then pivot and, and find truly, you know, what makes you happy and how you can deliver that to other people. Um, And then I just, I jotted one other thing down that you said, um, you had mentioned about uh, 40 year olds are the most unhappy. Can you just from your knowledge of what you obviously have researched about that? Why is that? It could be hormonal changes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think, I don't know that it, it's so much like that's a statistic, right? But I don't know that it's so much about age versus your experience and what you're mm-hmm. going through. So, and like what your parents taught you, I'm sure there's a lot of people in their forties whose parents taught them about things like spirituality and how to handle problems and do that inner work you know, as they went along, that wasn't on, that wasn't in my life when I was growing up. So it's going to depend on where you've come from. 
it might also depend on the type of job that you pick. And, and for some people, it is their job. I like, I'm not advocating everyone quit their job and go in their purpose (laughs) in life. Some people might find their work really rewarding. And I was talking to a lady the other day, she said her family doesn't understand why she quit one job where the pay was higher, but she wasn't happy and moved to another job where she is actually happier because her work is more fulfilling for her, even though she doesn't get paid as much. Yeah. So it might be that, and what I think is going on is probably an emotional thing now that I'm thinking of it. And that's where I was when I was lying on that bed, you know, contemplating what I was, is just all of those years of pushing my feelings down. I got to like show up for my students and I have to be a good wife and I have to put on a happy face so my kids are happy, not dealing with my emotions, you know, and just stuffing them down, stuffing them down, stuffing them down, stuffing them down. And all of a sudden, like they're exploding out of me because I never dealt with them properly. And so I'm going to say by age 40, if you've been had a habit of doing that, you probably just don't have any more room for any more bad emotions. Yeah. And, And now it's just, you have to deal with it. Yeah. Thank you for that insight. That is, oh yeah, absolutely. (laughs) All right. So um, can you share, so if somebody is identifying, I'm feeling like this is not, this is not just not a fulfilling life. um, Can you give a couple steps that maybe somebody could identify, you know, here's where I am and here are maybe a few of the next steps to take? Sure. Um, so I probably going back to my four plays for winning at happiness. Um, so there could, when happiness is at play, like it could be a few things going on. One would be the, the unfulfilling part. And for that, I would definitely say for me, uh, it's been spirituality has helped me with that. So that's like play number three is to join the winning team, which I feel is spirituality. Someone the other day said, well, some people aren't interested in spirituality. That's okay because you have to find out what's going to be in your happiness practice. We're, we're all humans. We're dealing with the human experience, but we're different as well with our preferences and what we're comfortable with. So, you know, just try something. If it doesn't work, try something else. And so that's what I do is provide tools so people can find out what works for them. So spirituality for me has helped me to see that um, I am on earth for a reason. I have a a role to play um, and I have come to find out that that lies in my purpose. So I had to go through what I went through, learn the lessons I needed to learn to have the knowledge I needed to have to help other people. And so that makes me feel significant and important, which is a human need. We want to feel like we like, is this all there is to life? What's the purpose of my life? Our existential crisis. So we have to find out why we are here. Or if we don't know, just make some assumptions, right? Go with what feels right for you. So I've ended up with happiness because of my experiences in that. And that's what my conclusion has been. It could have been a different conclusion, but that's where I arrived. Hmm. But knowing that people need me and I, you know, have this purpose makes me feel fuller, right? So I can be happy with myself. I don't have to have self-doubt because I didn't make this up. (laughs) (laughs) I I didn't make up my experience and the lessons to learn about it. Well, maybe I did, but I I feel that 
there was a larger picture at play there, like a, a higher power that has uh, brought me to this point. And so in that, I just, I feel supported. I feel like the universe wants me to do well and to be happy in my own life so that I don't have to worry about my stuff. I can go on and help other people. Yeah. So when we have that relationship with a higher power, we can create these kinds of beliefs that are good for us to believe. And I always tell people, it's like you're brainwashing yourself and that's okay. Go ahead and brainwash yourself if it's good for you, right? Someone else tried to brainwash us <laughs> in the life we were supposed to be leading. That didn't work. So let's brainwash ourselves with something that's going to work for us. Yeah. So that's, that's so good. that's what I would say to people is like, consider having those kind of beliefs that you're not just alone and your life is meaningless, but that there is some, some purpose, some significance. And you can have a meaningful life in a job by the way you do your job and how you connect to people, right? So you, you don't have to, like I say, go in and quit and try and start your own business. You can show kindness and gratitude and all those things and make a difference in your little area of life. Yeah. Even supporting, supporting a spouse who has a business, right? You don't have to feel insignificant. Like, oh, they have a business and I don't have a business. I need to start my own business. You know, maybe just looking at your purpose as supporting this individual, you know, as your life purpose for now, that might change later. Sure. But not getting so wrapped up in like, well, I should be doing this and I'm doing the wrong thing. So it's, you know, self-talk is really important too. Yeah. So that would be like play number four would be um, be your own biggest fan. And that's a confidence thing, right? So yeah. we've got this fear inside of us as we move out of our comfort zone, our brain gets upset. <laughs> this is dangerous. What are you doing? It tries to hold us back. And so it creates an inner critic. You're not good enough. Don't do that. You know, what are you thinking? And so it's not only that thought that we have, but we have those emotions, and those are paralyzing for us, right? They're, that anxiety in our chest, we can't move forward because of that feeling. And we have to be okay with that feeling and just say, okay, oh, I feel I'm being anxious. Okay, that's okay. Oh my God, my face is turning red. I can't do this. I can't go on Facebook Live with the red face. Everyone's going to think I'm horrible. Those are all natural biological reactions that we're never going to stop. We cannot think our way out of those things. So we have to just recognize what they are and push through them, tell ourselves it's going to be okay. You know, say we've done difficult things in the past. I was a teacher before and I made a good career out of that. I can do it now too. You know, it's okay that all these things are happening, but I can't let it stop me. Sure. So we just push ourselves a little bit out of our comfort zone, experience a little bit of emotion. Like don't, go from zero to a hundred and then shut down. Yeah. If you try too much, you're going to just shut down and keep cheering yourself along. Right. You know, mm -hmm. you made a mistake, but Hey, you got up on stage or you did that podcast, even though maybe you're not a hundred percent happy with it, whatever it is, right. Just keep cheering yourself on and, and you'll get better and better through your own experience. Sure. Yeah. Thank you. 
Yeah. Um, so uh, Trina, my last question, um, can you, and this will be in the show notes, how you can connect with Trina, but um, just share what you are doing in the world now to help other women um, find their happiness and to kick them back into the happiness zone. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. So um, on the... I think it's the 18th of February. I'm I'm going to do a free workshop just so people can see, you know, what it's like to work with me kind of thing. So that one's called Get Comfortable with Discomfort. And it's on Eventbrite and um, people will have to register for that. So I, I think that that's kind of a foundation is just you're going to be shaking things up in your life, right? You want, you want change, which means you have to change yourself. So like, let's figure out how to prepare ourselves to move forward. So that's one thing I'm offering. Um, another thing is I'd like people to make a pledge to be happier because when we are happier, it has a ripple effect yeah. and it ripples out three layers, right? So if I'm happier, then maybe you're going to be happier and then you're going to help your husband to be happier and then he's going to go to work and the people at his work will be happier, right? That's what the ripple effect is. And so that's the million people happier. So millionpeoplehappier.com, make the pledge to do the inner work, whatever that means for you, find out what it is, do the work. And then I'll be sending people resources out. So every week they can try something different and start to develop their happiness practice. And then of course, if people feel like they need extra help, I've got the happy starting today program, which has continuous intake and then a calendar each month that changes where we can come together to problem solve, to plan what lessons they're going to be working on, do another workshop and have some social time. Because like you said before, we don't talk to people about our problems. We feel very alone. And so in our community, the Happy Starting Today community, I want people to, to know that there's always someone there who they can talk to and not feel stupid. <laughs> because people <laughs> don't do the same thing. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. Um, and like I said, all of those things will be in the show notes. So you'll be able to connect with Trina. But thank you so much for being here today. Well, thank you again. And good luck, everyone. I hope that you can find what works for you and your happiness. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Beautifully Confident Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, Please subscribe to the podcast and leave a rating and review and share this with your friends. For more information about me and how I can support you in your beauty and confidence journey, visit my website at beautifullyconfidentpodcast.com.